and welcome back to an episode of Comics Experiment. This is the show where I get together once a week with my buddies and we talk about stuff going on in the world of comic books. This week, I've got Sal from the channel Comic Pop joining me, and I've got Sean Gordon Murphy, who you may know. Is it Murray or Murphy? I always keep mixing it up. <laughs> Murphy. Murphy. Billy Murphy. Okay. <laughs> like RoboCop. Yeah, I want to get yeah. it correct. Or you could be RoboCop. You know? <laughs> Um, but he, you probably know him from writing White Knight 1, White Knight 2, White Knight 3. I believe you wrote The Red Hood, or did you have someone else do that one? Because I believe your I wife did Harley that. Quinn, right? Yep, my wife wrote Harley Quinn, and then okay. my friend, my, my buddy Clay wrote uh, Red Hood. Okay, me, I really liked Red Hood, so I guess I, I can't talk too good about it then. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, no, you can absolutely. No, he's been helping me on White Knight for, since the beginning, so uh, okay. I've been pitching to get him credit just as like a silent editor. And uh, legally, they didn't want to do that. So I finally said, well, let's give him his own book so he can, you know, I think I've been paying him out of my own pocket for a few right. years just to help oh, keep cool. me going. Uh, but, you know, I didn't want him to be left hanging. So we were able to give him the Red Hood book. Okay. Yes. I mean, I'm a big fan of Red Hood. So when you like hinted nice. at it at the end of part two, yeah, I was like, oh, but that's the end of the, the series. And then we heard no, that yeah. you were like formulating a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, please, yeah. please give me Red Hood. Like, I want to see what you do with Red Hood. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, today we're going to be sitting here chatting about the White Knight series as a whole. Um, and anybody who's watched these interviews before knows that I am terrible at interviews. That's why I brought Sal. Sal. Hi. <laughs> I'm also here. Yeah. Sal, what's the secret to a good interview? Oh, uh, the secret is to know who you're interviewing okay. and to be a fan in any way of yes, what they're right? talking about. So, right. you know, being a fan of your work and loving your art and, of course, your writing, uh, right. the universe of White Knight. When you first started and you created, like, White Knight, uh, I'm sure they've talked about this. Like, I, you know, we are, we're literally, like, what, five volumes deep in the White it's Knight okay. universe. Yeah, no, I, but, I uh, get the same questions a lot. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. But now that we're getting the infinite universe, do you oh, know yeah. what numerical designation you have? <laughs> Is that, is, are they doing an infinite universe? They're getting the infinite universe. Yeah. So there so will be, uh, a, so I will have a number. Like you'll get a number, but, okay. and it might be a weird number. Like I, I know that uh, they 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 just dropped that the amalgam universe still mm -hmm. exists in okay. the DC multiverse, and that's that's Earth nineteen ninety six. You know, so it's okay. like they they they're, <laughs> they're doing a little bit of. So you could actually because it's infinite and you don't have to worry about the map anymore. You yeah. could actually say like I want my my universe to be like W H one. T three or something like that. It could be some kind right. of like numerical, alphanumerical designation. Yeah. Yeah, that's some uh, Illuminati level uh, branding right there. That's that's, yeah. that's intense. So they're yeah. going to have characters from different universes overlap. I mean, Marvel's been doing this for a while, right? Oh, they've been doing that. Yeah, I mean, DC's been doing it too. We've had we've had the multiverse, multiversity, and multiversity. Right, right. Right. Justly incarnate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I, I would not be surprised if the White Knight Batman in any in, in some form appeared in some task force or team in the DC universe in the future. I hope unless, they do. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I mean, unless you have some kind of creative control, like, like, you know, Neil's like, Oh, you can't use Morpheus unless I tell you, you can use Morpheus. Right. I don't know if I have that kind of sway. Um, <laughs> it'd be nice to have that. Uh, I know right. that they're probably going to get around to animating it. I mean, they do so many of these cartoons and they usually end up grabbing the best of from every five or 10 years. So I would imagine yeah. that at some point, I mean, I don't even know if they would bring me in to help. I don't really expect them to, um, it's a whole different department, so it's it's not personal. It just it is what it is. Right. Um, yeah, I would absolutely love that. I mean, if they did uh, an animated version of it, I would love it if it was done in my style. But I don't have an animation friendly style at all. They're probably just gonna run it through the mill and make it look like every other DC thing that's yeah. Out. That's probably. that's the sad part. Right. Well, now they do 3D animation. So they just did with the Super Sense thing. Yeah. So yeah, yours your style would not work at all with the 3D animation. No. Style. 
But before we go any further, I do want to start. The whole point of this is to let you guys know that there is a continuation of White Knight going on right now beyond (laughs) the White Knight. That's why we wanted to talk about White Knight. Yes. Yes. So that is a series that went through one through four. Then there was the Red Hood. We've been covering in here in Comic Storian, but that doesn't mean you know it exists. We're trying to let you know that it's currently going. And issue seven drops. Is it next month or this month? This month, I think in a, a, a two weeks or so. Okay, so uh, well, you're, you're the you're the comic that comes out in that Christmas weird break, aren't you? I know. Yeah, we got <laughs> really great timing. So the seven, issue seven will be in a few weeks. Issue eight will be in February, and then okay. that'll be all eight issues. And then the trade waiters can get excited and they start, you know, just buying the trade. I assume the Red Hood two shot will be included in the trade. So you have a trade for with you know ten issues in it plus whatever back matter I can throw in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the red hood thing kind of yeah. flows very well like you wrote i like the way you wrote it because it works perfectly as if if you just read straight red hood's just right there in the middle yeah. but i like that it is separate so that if you're just like look i don't care about red hood and his new sidekick i don't <laughs> right yeah no it's funny i didn't know this but red hood's one of those characters where you can just throw him in and you'll get he has a cult following so people will just I- i'm in it. that cult i literally yeah i have his tattoo right here <laughs> so you're the guy. yeah we we like you if you see we like people that just blind buy items like that. i'm trying to think of other characters that have that power like if i threw lobo in maybe yes. lobo has that kind of pull oh, that i think cassandra yeah. kane's got a secret cult too Cassandra Cain, yeah, okay. orphan. She's got. I've, yeah. I've seen, like whenever I yeah. see like that, that kind of thing where it's like, oh, here's the Red Hood fans who don't seem to get into anything else involved in DC. Right. Cassandra Cain, orphan, also pops up in those circles where they're yeah. just like, oh, give her. She's the best Batgirl. Give her justice. You know that kind of <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. Man, now you now you got me thinking about doing having a Sean Gordon Murphy Lobo <laughs> book, which I think <laughs> everybody wants to see at some point because of your affinity for bikes and muscle cars yeah. and so forth yeah and dudes. i know i've got a date with destiny with lobo at some point uh my, my universe is pretty grounded so far it's like i it didn't there was nothing really outside of gotham i wrote it no, as true. a gotham or an island i don't have superman or any uh, characters with superpowers yet um, i was gonna say do they exist and we just have a reference <laughs> oh well, they don't have to be in the white knight yeah universe. we could just or, get well, uh, Issue eight, there's going to be a massive reveal that okay. I think oh. is going to answer this question. I don't, I don't want to say <laughs> more than that. Awesome. But uh, in, in my book, there's this thing that Derek Powers, who's the villain from Batman Beyond, he is convinced that there he's got a government secret. And he has like a classified file that's scaring the, the shit out of him. And he thinks he's justified in using all of this um, Bruce Wayne military technology that was used for Batman and expanding it to give it to the military. And he thinks that there's an invasion coming. Oh. Um and we don't know what this thing is until the very last page of issue eight. And when you see what Derek Powers has, you're like, holy shit, he's okay. right to be concerned. So that's probably a pretty good hint. Right. Well, because up until now, you've done a really good job of really hiding Derek's motivations. Because you yeah. kind of you spun it all to be on Terry. Terry's right. motivations are because Derek told him what's yeah. going on. So he's this new Batman. And I, yeah. I love the dive because one of my favorite parts about part three because you did a great job of exploring the idea of like Batman basically paying for the stuff he does. And then right. you did a great idea with the, the second one, which was like, okay, how does he get brought to justice? And mm-hmm. I like the third one, which is at least the way I've been reading it is like the mental journey of what this has done to Batman, the anxiety yeah. and things like that. And the twist you've done with Joker being in his head as his Obi-Wan Kenobi. I love yeah. that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was the best part. I mean, if in a way the th- for third volume is sort of a buddy comedy. Yeah, like a, a police <laughs> comedy in, in a way. Um, and I don't know if anyone's ever done... I know people have done Batman and Joker have to team up. They have like an uneasy truce. But I've never seen one like this where Joker is in Batman's head 
And Batman doesn't even know, like, is this a hallucination? Is this just yeah. some fucked up thing I have to do to drive myself? Or is it actually a microchip that I cannot remove? And um, it turns out that having the Joker hologram with him is actually pretty convenient because the hologram can, like, immediately tell him where to go. Hey, there's a guy behind you, duck. Oh, you take this guy out the knees. Like, he's the best Robin ever, as Joker himself uh, says in the book. <laughs> he's, like, super jazz. In a way, this is, like, my Joker's wildest fantasy is he gets to be along the ride with Batman. And what yeah. starts out as really irritating turns into the only Bruce is very thankful because without Joker's help, he would not have gotten this far. And yeah. he admits that. I, in a world uh, of comic books where we do have a lot of circular storytelling, I do like what you've done with the Joker because we've had close things to this, but your, your portrayal is like Joker's trying to help him. That I've never yeah. seen before. Cause we've got, you got the Arkham Knight game universe where the hallucinations <laughs> are messing with him. And I think the other yeah. closest thing would be uh, last night on Earth, Scott Snyder did the head. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Word. that was also, like he wasn't forest. really trying to help. That was just Joker's right. head. Like you've, like, because you're not doing Joker, you're doing Jack Napier, which is the version right. you right. created, the helpful, I want to help thing situation. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which I he also enjoy. You didn't, help. you didn't waste a lot of time with Batman not trusting him. Like you've, you got have, into, yeah, like, we got to be buddies. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Batman, he cannot get rid of this guy. I mean, outside of a lobotomy, he has no choice. So this guy's just here yeah. talking all the time to me. And he's like geeking out because Bruce is doing awesome Batman stuff. And in a way, Jack Napier is like a, the reader going, oh, my God, tell us you're going to you have a Batmobile we've never seen before. I mean, I mean he's all but winking at the camera the whole time. Um, but, yeah, I think Bruce realizes, I mean, he's sixty in his 60s now. He's getting his ass kicked by these super cops and uh, these cameras everywhere. He doesn't know what the new Gotham looks like. He's been away for 10 years. He wouldn't have lasted more than one issue without Jack's help. So I think Bruce can put his ego aside and just, you know, trust Jack. Um, but he it, refuses to call him Jack, and Jack refuses to call him Bruce. Right. Uh, just because they are like brothers who need to antagonize each other, I guess. Did you, uh, was the decision to give Batman anxiety, like that he has to, that, that he has to get over that? Was that so that he would trust the Joker or did you kind of plan that before the Joker planning stages? Well, you know, what you said before about Batman's emotional journey and the guilt, um, I wanted to put in a lot of the, the guilt he must feel and even some of my own Catholic guilt. I'm a, I'm not a Catholic anymore, but I was raised Catholic and, uh, I've had my own experience with anxiety and I thought, what if Bruce Wayne, like the toughest guy ever was taken down by his biggest enemy which is himself mm -hmm. and a, such a stupid silly benign thing like a panic attack was actually enough to incapacitate him how like annoyed would, would he be especially <laughs> yeah. if it happened at the worst <laughs> possible time and i think that people who have anxiety often feel that way like what the fuck like i i can pay my bills i've got a job i'm healthy generally like why am i having panic attacks and it's just yeah. you know as you get older there's just no explanation for it yeah. So part of it was me journaling and sort of playing around with it just for my own edification. Um, but then it lent to the idea of what if Bruce was so uh, seized by an episode that Joker had no choice but to take over his body. And it led us to this scene where the Joker gets to parade around as Batman and Batman has to help him and show him how to be Batman. Right. And Joker is like loving this because this is a, this is his wet dream right here, you know?
He's literally inside Bruce Wayne. I mean, the fan <laughs> fiction people are going crazy for this sort of thing. <laughs> sure. It's actually funny because that you, you word it in that way, because I actually recently started having panic attacks occasionally myself and from someone yeah. who was in the military for 10 years and then came out and I've always had that mentality of, no, I got to be the toughest guy in the room. I can't, yeah. Nothing can take me down. I can't be defeated. Right. I literally have walked on broken bones because I refuse to show weakness. And then to have those, I had that same mentality of like, how yeah. am I having these? Like, what yeah. what have I done wrong that this is now happening to me? Yeah. So yeah. I, I get that. Yeah. And I like that spin on that. And maybe that's why I kind of related to Bruce being on his knees, being like, I'm dying. This must be a heart attack. It's over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in a way, he he he's admitting the only one tough enough to, to take him down is himself. Right. And he, I mean, he knows how deadly of an enemy he is. So, of course, like he... And you can, you know, dive into the therapy of it all you want. I think it's really interesting. <laughs> and I think it's funny for Joker and Harley, who's the therapist or psychologist, obviously, to point out, like, let me see, tragic upbringing, lost both parents, gunned down, you know, listen, that blah, blah, blah. I can't believe you haven't had panic attacks up to this point, yeah. if I'm honest. Like, I love that line. <laughs> for panic attacks is if you're like your entire life. The fact that you're like 65 and having your first one, you're getting off easy, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Sal, I don't want to just. You got something. No, you want it's to ask. going great. I mean, see, Benny, you, you, no, you don't need me. You're, you're doing fine. Uh, but, uh, but you know, that's that's the that's the benefit of being a fan of of this kind of project. Um, I have uh, been a big fan of what you've done with Harley since the beginning, and watching her evolve and grow, and uh, seeing their like relationship kind of blossom. Mm. I remember uh, Volume Two. I was like. Is he gonna make them hook up? Is that what you're going with this? I know. Well, now the answer is a... yes. I mean, that's well, yeah, no. Now they have children, so it's like you know, yeah. But... Yeah, it's funny because at first uh, people were like, "Oh my god, are Harley and Bruce flirting? This is bullshit. No way. This is gross." Mm-hmm. Volume two, they're like, "Oh yeah, they're kind of getting close." And you know, I don't know if I like this. Uh, you know, I'm just gonna focus on other things. <laughs> and uh, by issue by volume three, people are like, "When are they gonna get together? <laughs> yeah, we're tired of you teasing us." Like people came around. Well, I was gonna say really fast, but. Volume one was in 2017. So over the past five years, we've been sort of planting these seeds. So yep. I, you know, I even debated like not having them together in this volume. And I talked to my wife, who's a romance writer. She goes, you've been teasing it for five years. You, I think you've earned it. I think, you know, you don't have to have them make out or have sex or anything like that, but they can start to admit it and hold their hands. Like you've played with the will they, won't they for five years now. I think you should just <laughs> give it to them because this is the only book that can do that. In the main yep. line, this is really wouldn't happen this way. So well, I think that's, I have a lot of people who hate the idea of Bruce and Harley, unless it's a white knight book. And that makes exactly. me feel proud. <laughs> right. I, I, one of the things I like about white knight is that you're just telling one continual story. Like you can mm-hmm. change your red hood, your Harley, you can change your Joker and they're not yeah. just going to come back to life or go back to the status quo quickly. It's one thing I'm really, and you've continued the series. Cause when it was just white knight, it's like, Oh, well, this is a fun else worlds. One of my yeah. favorites, check it out. But now the right. story's continued and you've expanded upon it. Like I, yeah. I hate I hate you for your tease on I think it was six, where the cover was Nightwing in the actual outfit, but he oh, didn't yeah. get into the outfit and the issue. I was like, is this gonna be it? Is he gonna be oh we didn't, Sorry, yeah. we didn't do it? We didn't Sorry. do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't like to mislead customers if I can help it, but uh that DC did suggest that. I was like, okay, I mean, he does get into the Nightwing outfit very quickly, so I assumed it was coming. Gonna, like I, yeah, I didn't. Coming. I didn't think you were going to put it on a cover and then just never no. have them in the outfit. It's but. not a total lie. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a little white lie. Yeah. Yeah, and, but, and it's it's just too cool a visual. Like you got to yeah. like there. It's there are so many key moments throughout the series that you're like, mm-hmm. immediately you're like, oh yeah, I'm I'm just thinking about like the in the previous volume the Azrael Batman 
recreation and how yeah. great that suit was and yeah. how I, I, I see that figure like every time I go to a certain comic book store like I'm yeah. like, there it is there he is and it still looks hot like it's no it, no that's one thing Todd McFarlane knows how to do any kind of medieval-ish cyberpunk medieval armor like that's what Todd's really good at so right, I yeah. knew when I designed that figure I go if Todd's ever going to make this he's going to kill it and certainly he did people are even like tearing it apart to use pieces of it to build custom figures for other things really like I've noticed <laughs> the, yeah like that's one of the favorite kit bashed figures people will buy and disassemble it and just like use as gloves or chest plates or whatever it gets oh gets moved around is a lot it, yeah, is it one of those things where you're like this is cool but on the other hand you're like ah oh, you're taking it apart <laughs> no <laughs> yeah no i kit bash myself a lot when i i build batmobiles and stuff for uh when i uh draw and stuff i think i showed you the the one last time the uh the batmobile right like the future like batman beyond batmobile right yeah like i built this one i kit bashed it i had to rip up the uh batman 89 model to use certain parts oh, that's like, cool you can see like this part right here is basically the hood of the 89 yeah it's got the it's so, the yeah. bullet it's the tube part. yeah yeah absolutely so i i am very sympathetic to people that, that do do that okay you know? <laughs> yeah I always couldn't figure out if I would like it or not. If I ever be like, oh, I have an action figure that I designed. Don't take it apart. Yeah. You know, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that, that, yeah. I never really thought about it that way. I guess maybe it should bother me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, they like every element of it. They can use it in other things. It enhances other things. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. I love how uh, you know your designs go into um, you know the core of the character, and they if they are like a you know it's a it's a reinterpretation, a reimagining of another character. Um, you yeah. kind of like put your own spin on it. Um, but the Terry suit is just like you're like, I don't think I, I, you're like don't mess with perfection. Like, yeah, <laughs> I tried. Did I you? tried to. Yeah, I had. Uh, I don't have any drawings of me, but I had different takes, and I tried to add like red straps and just move different things around and i was like man you know i even tried to get rid of the mouth because i thought i hated terry's because like white 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 mouth so it's like it's always but the more i drew it the more i realized it doesn't look like batman beyond without the mouth like that mouth is has to be there and i I ended up putting it in of course um the only thing i really did differently was shrink the ears just because i personally am not a fan of ears like that high oh the crazy ones snug ears but otherwise it's, it's the costume and it's not really um like I'll add a few little details, like spikes in the back of the neck, yeah, um, and maybe like some vents around the ribs, just because when you have a lot of panels and you're zooming in on different parts of a character, it's nice to have different elements to play with. Where when he's just all black, it might not be as interesting, even yeah. though that is easier to animate. Um, so yeah, like I'm actually gonna call um, one of the guys that works at McFarland if they ever do a uh, Beyond figure. I was gonna say, can you focus on the texture? That I'm doing, like, rather than just mimic the details of what I drew, can you get in some of, like, the scribbly um, texture? Like, I don't just draw a bicep smooth. I, like, rough it in with a, um, a crow quill, and I purposely make it, like, really grainy. Okay. Is there a way to make a figure that has texture? It's more about texture and less oh, yeah. about the design, if, if that makes sense. I don't know how hard that would be to mold. It's <laughs> kind of like the, the Batfleck costume, which is pretty simple, but they did give the, the gray, like, this kind of newspaper texture, which was kind of interesting yeah um i really liked yeah, the way so. his, his whole thing just looked i liked his whole design it's interesting yeah. how um this is totally unrelated but like how uh with superhero movie costumes they're like you know everybody was always like oh man why don't they just do the comic and it's like that you need yeah. you, it needs to catch light and it needs to have yeah. texture and so it's like yeah. it's why you know like oh god i don't remember what superhero suit it was where it's like it's just a million little logos but yeah. uh oh. <laughs> 
yeah. I, I think it was a Superman suit at some point, but like in any case, like, but yeah, the Batman suit is one of those things where like they tried something different instead yeah. of it just being the ribbed, you know, like the Spider-Man, mm-hmm. the, the Superman, yeah. like the, yeah. know, that kind of thing. They, they're like, give it some kind of yeah. texture, make it more visually interesting. Yeah. The Brendan Routh design had mini Supermans, I think on it. There you go. And, if okay. you're designing things and you're spending all day with like a piece of fabric, you're going to think, oh man, wouldn't it be cool if this, wouldn't it be cool if that? But it's like, dude, no one's going to zoom in that close to even nope. appreciate that. Yeah. Like even on the Star Trek show, they they or redesigned a Batleth and they designed it amazing. If you're holding it, it's amazing. But on film, you can't fucking see You'll what the hell's notice. on it. Like, <laughs> you just did a lot of extra work for no reason. And I would even point the example of like Michael Bay's Transformers is they're so complicated. You don't know what the hell you're looking at. Like, is that an elbow? Is that a kneecap? It's just two big piles of garbage flying over the 405 fighting each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, mean, I like the Transformers, but I agree. Once they start fighting, you have no idea what is even happening in the sequences anymore. It's just yeah. a CG, which is where I think they came in with the idea of doing the like the human element. Oh well, we got to do that because yeah. you can't tell what's going on with the robots. Yeah. But if you just made them basic like the original cartoon, yeah. it would have been fine. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, imagine the animator in the first movie, Michael Bay, is like, "What are you doing? What are you designing there?" He's like, "I'm dr- I'm designing a calf muscle. Oh, you gotta have like." gizmos on it and luring <laughs> cogs and you gotta have wires and like it should be moving in like sir it's it's just a calf like i'm fucking michael bay and i want the calf <laughs> to look like this it's like yep. jesus all right fine fucking back off <laughs> and by the end of the week you're like this whole even when optimus prime is not moving everything in him is moving right and you're yep. like what the hell am i looking at the big issue is they don't even have the color difference because they all have yeah. gray wheels and gears yeah. so like he starts yeah. fighting and it's just all the gray right <laughs> like i know the truck red chest Got it. I know where his chest is. Yep. Like, I can recognize that from across, like a football field. I know which way. Like, there's something about that simplicity. Like, you obviously don't want to make it exactly like the cartoon, but yeah. I thought the Bumblebee movie really uh, nailed was the it. Best one so far. Oh, that yeah. intro. Oh my god. I yeah. didn't even. That was I, the Transformers I, we always wanted. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I didn't even know that was coming. I'm just like, I literally I turned to my wife. I'm like, you want to go see that Bumblebee movie? She's like, all right. So we go see it yeah. in like a matinee. There's like she, I, and like one other person in the theater. And she's like, <laughs> I'm gonna go to the bathroom. She like, she's like, I don't need to see this. Just she leaves, and yeah. the movie opens, and it's that fuck. It's that four minute intro, and I'm like, yeah. Oh my god! Like Shockwave <laughs> shows up, and he sounds like Shockwave, and I'm like, yeah. oh my god, this is amazing. Yeah. And she shut up. She's yeah. like, what I miss? I'm like everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah no that last week we had three trailers come out at once indiana jones transformers and uh guardians yeah and i th- i would have thought that transformers would be my least favorite but that was my most favorite it's pretty because dope. Cr- clear action like you got the mirage and he's doing the thing and like i i'm already excited for that yeah. you know i thought the humor was funny and uh yeah I just yeah, wish they made Optimus that. Primal look a little different because, like, it's just like he's in ape mode and now he just is pretty much got a different head. Like, he looks the yeah. exact same going back and I, forth. I didn't catch that. Yeah, I kind of like the Beast Mode cartoon, so I can I'm, I'll defend it a little bit. But it's yeah, oh, it's, I love Beast Wars. Beast Wars got me into Transformers. That was yeah. my yeah. childhood. You know that terrible yeah. CG. Yeah. <laughs> it was cutting edge at the time. <laughs> yeah, you know, like don't, that classic don't rag on reboot. <laughs> I didn't remember Reboot's Reboot. cool. Yeah. yeah. I just, it's I, funny they went yeah. with Mirage and not Jazz. I'm looking at the comments, actually. Uh, everyone thought the Porsche was Jazz. But, yeah. Uh, as a car guy, I'm like, no, Jazz was a flat-nosed Porsche, and that 911 was like a – you don't want me to go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's, I mean, Jazz would have been a clear hit. I mean, obviously, the oh. Mirage thing is awesome, too. But uh, Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> so back to the topic on hand yeah. here. No, no, no. Now we have a start. We have a Transformers show. We're gonna. Just oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So are you a fan of G one? Are you classic G one? Are you? <laughs> I'm GoBots all the way. Oh, oh no. Back to White no. Knight. So <laughs> <laughs> well, then you must have loved Guardians, <laughs> the uh, the holiday yeah, right? special. Oh. Oh man. Um, to answer a few questions in the stream here, uh, I people are asking if I'm gonna put in Tim. Uh, Sorry, Tim Drake yeah. or uh, Damien, and uh, I actually don't have any plans to to do that. I pitched um, an expansion of my line uh, to DC about a year ago, and I said, you know, I don't really know what to say about Damien. He's not really my Robin, but if there's an author and an artist that would love to take a step, maybe we can do spinoffs like, you know, the ones I've been doing, but do them more frequently. And um, yeah, the plan never really came to fruition uh in my brain i only have so much space like batman beyond has eight characters in it or something like that it's already like really hard to keep track of it all so adding more and more robins is just something that i don't think i have the bandwidth for well if you ever want two youtubers to write stuff salad we will take over yeah (laughs) trust me i'll take the tim book you get the damien book and we'll be good (laughs) i might ask you if i ever write damien i might run it by you guys as my my litmus test okay you guys are the fans if you guys are happy with damien then most readers i like like damien i'm one of the few people that like it like i like my complaint about damien is just he always does the same arc Right. He goes mm-hmm. from being a little shit to learning his lesson, and then it's like some new writer takes over, and they don't even give a reason. He's just well, they didn't read it. Like, <laughs> most writers are just like yeah. Damien's the he's the bad one, right? Okay, got it. And then they just move yeah, on. <laughs> that's that's. But that's what me, I though. did want to say is, so we can kind of close out the White Knight segment here and discussions with you. Do you have anything you want to, without spoiling, imply for issue seven and eight, which I believe seven drops right around the Christmas break, which means eight should drop probably end of January, and mm-hmm. you're gonna wrap. Anything you any anything you want to hint at for people who watch this interview and are going out buying the book, get them hyped. Yeah. Um, if you're a fan of Justice League, you'll be happy. Okay. Oh no, <laughs> that's a big but, tease. <laughs> but we'll do. We're doing it in a way that's unlike. And I know people say this all the time, but for real, this is unlike anything you've ever seen. Um, yeah, the way we introduce the characters. Um, they're not the histories that you're used to. Um, what else can I say? I was like, cause what you're saying now, that's my clickbait. Just so you know. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So just, yeah. just be aware of what you're saying. I just want to let you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. No, if we get into that stuff, it'll be in a way that's unlike any other uh, way we've seen them before. And uh, if I've, if I've done my own spin on Batman, then who knows what I might do with my own spin on Diana or Clark oh or whoever, you yeah. know, I'm just throwing names out there. I'm not saying these are the names we're using. <laughs> sure, of course. <laughs> right. But now bleeding cool is about to run an article. <laughs> oh, they, they hate covering me, man. I don't play ball with them. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, they get annoyed at my success. You can tell by the way they cover me that even when they have to cover me, they're like, well, I guess Sean is, has a successful comic, but don't forget one time he tweeted the thing, which made it look like he was this thing, but even though he's not that thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. Classic. Bleeding Cool practically ignores the two of us also. Uh, it's true. That's the yeah. best place to be. Yeah, and there's I, a handful of people with uh, restraining orders on Rich Johnson. And I want to know, how do you get in line for one of those? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's discussion with me, Sal, and Sean about the White Knight universe. I'm excited for it. If you couldn't tell, I've been a huge fan of this since it came out. So just getting to talk to you is always so much fun. And like I said, anytime you want to come on here and hype any of your projects, just go ahead and ask. And you easily have room here. Thank you, sir. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be doing a Zorro next year and another thing, which I'll be bugging you about. So, thank all you. All right. Yeah. Excellent. Be great. Zorro, did it. you say Zorro? Did I hear Zorro? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, 
I, I can say that I, I got the license for Zorro or I licensed Zorro and I'm going to be doing my own Zorro book um, that I'm going to start immediately after Batman, but I'll be kickstarting it in the, in the summer. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely interested in that. Zorro is another one of those ones that I watched as a kid and I don't like anything yeah. they've done since what I watched as a kid. <laughs> I agree. And it's hard. I can't look at Zorro unless Alex Toth drew him. So Ooh. it'll be an interesting challenge to sort of, sort of get some of that. And uh, yeah, my pitch is basically like take Narcos. So modern day tale. And there's this guy who's in this drug village who starts fighting Narcos, but he's out of his mind and he actually thinks that he's Zorro. <laughs> Uh, he dresses like it. He talks like it. He sees a car. He thinks it's a horse. So it's kind of like Don Quixote. And the uh, problem is he's really fucking good at being Zorro. So <laughs> he's actually able to like, help topple the cartel. So it's kind of like an old Zorro meets a new type of thing. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. My cat's right. yelling at me. She'd like me to end. So we're going to go ahead and wrap <laughs> this up here. Thank uh, you guys for watching today's episode. Uh, you, what were you, that. Let me tell you what's coming out. Towards the end of December, White Knight, uh, Beyond the White Knight, issue seven. Towards the end of yep. January, Beyond the White Knight, number eight. Make sure you get yep. them. You can watch all the videos to get caught up here on the channel. Or my recommendation, go to your local comic book store, pick up those books, add them to your collection. It's on my personal library. So I definitely highly recommend adding them to your collection. So get your hands on them. And again, thank you for joining us here today. And thank you, both of you guys. I appreciate this a lot. And we're going to close out this segment right here. Thank you.